Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She has badmouthed every single one of us in our circle. I don't want to lose our liquor license over somebody's wedding in their basement with a stripper pole. I used to hear stories. I think she was like the one that was like, honor code, what? She was meeting up with somebody other than her family. That piece of garbage whore. I hate her. She's a whore. She's half of me. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Bravo slash Housewives edition. Um, just for like the next month or so, just because we're so in flux with like Housewives in, Housewives out, Reunion, not Reunion, Potomac, Salt Lake, Beverly Hills, Winter House coming next week. I just feel like there's going to be so much to talk about. And so we're going to go for um, hopefully quantity and quality hopefully we're not going to be lacking on the quality but i'm gonna have to be like a little bit more loosey-goosey less intricate in my recaps moving forward at least for the next little while because i want to talk about everything like there's nothing that i want to take off the docket as of yet i mean i was really struggling through beverly hills i must admit um but we'll get into that in a second. And really, it was uh, Salt Lake City. It's not like it was a bad episode. It's just that not everything can be recapped, you know? <laughs> not, not, I can't recap everything. I will say that. I cannot recap everything. Like, the guys over Watch What Crappens, they can recap everything. I can't do it. I can't make it entertaining. I know that. Like, I just can't do it. So, I usually, like save some things just for pure entertainment but I want to talk about all of these but that's also extremely tentative because what if Winter House is bad what if Salt Lake is kind of a flop I mean I would never say that about Potomac I know it's going to be good but like you know who's who's to say who's to say it's also here's the thing is that like I keep these Bravo episodes on Fridays and Potomac comes out on Sunday and by the time you get to Friday do you really want to hear me the 17th opinion that you've heard about Potomac. Probably not. So I try to like spare you guys from that. Um, but you know, maybe, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. Anyway, let's get into the episode. And really, 
Something's on my heart. Something's on my heart. I've been sending blessings and prayers up to the universe and they haven't been working. So if you guys will just indulge me for just a moment, just a brief moment. Um, if you're able to, not if you're driving or, you know, holding a child or a knife or something, don't close your eyes. But if you are in a safe place where you can do so and bow your head, I would like for you to join me in just a very quick prayer. Okay. Dear Blue Ivy, um, I know I haven't spoken to you in quite some time. Um, that's my bad. We'll talk about that later separately. However, um, I'm coming to you as a group and speaking for the people who listen to this podcast and myself in just like a bit of help in the future. Many of us are millennials and Gen Z and some of us are older, you know, that's awesome too. My point is for all of us listening and especially me, because I'm the one who's making the effort of doing the prayer. It just kind of seems like, you know, I should get most of the benefits, but, you know, whatever. But um, if you could just cover us in whatever you need to cover us in to ensure that, like, when we're in our 50s, that we don't engage in the absolute capital L loser behavior that Erica, Jane Girardi, and Lisa Rinna just engaged in. It's so embarrassing as a human, as a woman, as a Housewives fan, and just like as a person out there in the universe, I, I just like, I don't think, I think for their own mental health, maybe they don't know how stupid they looked and that's sad. Maybe that's for the best though. Um, that's neither here nor there. Like just make sure it doesn't happen to me slash us. I can't do that. I can't take it on. Oh, it was rough. So thank you. I'll be 50 and <clears throat> four, whew, 14 years. So if you can make that happen, um, I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Blue. And if you could tell your mom to come out with some visuals for Renaissance, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You guys can open your eyes and I hope it works out for us all. I really do. Ask, believe, receive ask, believe, receive. Um, let's get into Salt Lake City because, you know, just quickly, I don't want to get too into depth, but let's talk about these taglines. And I have to say, I think overall, as a franchise, this is probably the best taglines just as a group, I think, that I've heard in quite some time. So we're starting with Jen, who says, I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. Well, I think you're fighting for like at least like 13 people's approval. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, Whitney, I'm more of a free spirit without the Holy Spirit. That's a bold stance, Whitney Rose. What happened to her skincare line? Are we still doing that? What did she change it to? Doesn't matter. I don't think it exists. Anyway, Lisa, I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in mine. That's delusion, baby. And I, I truly, truly love it. Leading on to moving on to Meredith. When I take a shot, I always hit my mark. That's good. It's not your last name. It's Mark's, but it's good. That's good. And then we have Heather with, I may be a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time. And I like that. Solid overall. I think their delivery 
was all really good. The delivery often really irks me. Like, who's, who was the last season that was just awful? It was like they did their... Ugh, I can't remember. It may have been Orange County. Like, it was just like... Do you... Have any of you guys ever read a book? Do you guys know what Cadence is? It was just very strange and stilted. But anyway. Um, thank God we don't have to talk about Orange County right now. Or do we? Do we want to talk about really quick? There's like a, a rumor going around that Heather Dubrow has stopped filming. Because... Dr. Terry and his puppet face have gotten caught cheating. So she didn't want to talk about it. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into it. We start with Jen having a conversation with her mom. Let's all refresh our memory that her mother has given her what to the something to the tune of a million dollars to fight Jen's court cases. And attorney's fees. Um, did charcuterie boards just hit the Salt Lake City scene as like a trend? Because very heavy. Real heavy in the decorative charcuterie boards. I'm not mad of it. at it. I love... Uh, ooh. Trader Joe's suggests. And shout out to my friend Shira. And shout out to Shira's friend who says, Oh, that's also my friend Shira. <laughs> when I say my friend Shira. Because Shira told me that. So shout out to you, girl. Um, I, I really love that. But... She put me on to the, oh, I don't have it. It's, um, it's like a spreadable cheddar. I think it's called like, oh, it's, I can't remember you guys. It's too far away. It's a cheddar cheese spread at Trader Joe's and it's like a white cheddar and it comes in a tub and you'll find it in the, uh, cheese section. If you really want to know, DM me and I'll send you the picture because I'm not going to remember to like put it in the show notes or anything but it's very good really good on an apple really good on an apple uh with a little bit of mike's hot honey drizzled on it so thank me later it's apple season baby anyway um jen has her mom come over they have the share hoodie board and basically jen's talking to her mom about like how she's dealing with the consequences of her actions and how coach shaw walked in on omar their son or 16 year old son and he was crying in his bedroom and she's stressed out because uh well we know why we know why um basically jen says that like the weight of everything is getting to her every time her phone rings she freaks out because she doesn't know if it's going to be like another thing with the court case um she is getting hit in the head with uh social media and people's reaction and the editors were so shady it was like a two-pronged shadiness that happened here first of all jenna's like really upset (laughs) she's talking about how like the social media like people have been getting her and the two tweets that they decide to show (laughs) you guys the two tweets that they decide to show the first one says so stewart jen shaw's assistant pled guilty Child, there is no way that woman's not going to go to prison. She will be out by her 100th birthday. And smile emoji. <laughs> and like, not actually not even the smile emoji, like the old old school colon parenthesis. That smile. And then the second one was hot take, dot, dot, dot. Kind of hoping Jen Shaw goes to jail so I can slide into Coach Shaw's DM. Shrug emoji, drool, smiley face emoji. <laughs> And then here's the two prong. 
Um, Jen starts talking about basically how if it weren't for the kids and Coach Shaw, that she probably would not be on this planet and probably would have unalived herself. So really, it was just like very jarring because I really wanted to laugh at those tweets, but I couldn't because then she was talking about that. And it was like, damn, that's really heavy. That's deep. Uh, I have to tell you guys that there were parts where I was watching this episode and I was like, you know what? She doesn't need to go to jail. (laughs) She doesn't need to. It's fine. It's fine. But she needs to. And I think she will, you guys. What if, okay, are there people, raise your hand, let me know. Are there people who genuinely think that Jen Shaw might not go to jail? Because I actually am now like something, I don't know, something came over me. Maybe it was uh, Whitney's spiritual energy healer. And I just felt like I don't think Jen's going to jail. Or maybe she'll get like a year and change. But I don't know, like what was with the last update? Is she definitely going to jail? Like, do we know that she's definitely going to jail based on that, that charge, the guilty plea? I don't know. I just kind of have a feeling that she might get out of this. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in what? November? Uh Uh-oh. So then Meredith goes over to Whitney's house. And I'm loving Whitney and Heather's transparency about their new friendships with Meredith and Lisa. Like, they know that they're only being approached because they are the only ones left (laughs) to come to. And they're fine with that. They're like, you know what? I'll take it. This is completely being treated like a second fiddle. But I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Meredith tells Whitney... Oh, there was another charcuterie board, by the way. Meredith tells Whitney that she basically is, like, fine since uh, Coach Shaw's party, but she basically kind of feels like Lisa's a hypocrite because she's always talking about how people, um, you know, need to practice what they preach, but she's talked shit about everybody in the group. She talks shit about Whitney and her stripper pole. She talks shit about... uh, somebody else like basically everybody calling heather shrek meredith you're a whore who's fucked half of new york you know that type of vibe i think jen's sleeping with her uh somebody else not her husband all of these things and i think they went into chronological order by the way (laughs) they're so ready the editors on uh salt lake city are having so much fun and you can tell it really shows and i love it and i appreciate it but basically Then Meredith drops the bomb that she heard through Jen that Lisa has been spreading it all over the greater Salt Lake City area in order to get Vita on the shelves. I mean, did it work? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the proof is kind of in the pudding, no pun intended, but like, uh... Has anybody had Vita tequila? Has anybody seen Vita? Has anybody seen it? Has anybody had it? Do they enjoy it? How does it compare uh, against Lisa Rinna's best friend, Kendall Jenner's 818 tequila? Like, I would really love to know. Um, Where am I going with this? Oh, so Whitney, Whitney's a little sneaky. Okay, because... 
Whitney says that she also heard that, but she lets Meredith say the whole thing. First, she plays dumb, like, oh, what did you hear? And then she's like, oh, yeah, I also heard that. She even says in a confessional that they, she and Lisa have a mutual friend who's very wealthy, a wealthy man about town, and that she heard that Jen tried to pop it for him and in order to, like, fund her businesses. So... This comes up later with Heather and I just felt like Whitney's delivery of it was like, oh, Meredith told me this. And then she kind of slipped in after the fact that she had also heard that. <laughs> but she really was like Meredith forward in that. And I, f- I found that to be a little bit shady. Also, like I've seen people's reaction to the premiere and people really seem to be turning on Meredith. Like they don't like that they feel I guess like she is being a hypocrite by being so upset by what was said especially what Jen said about her and uh, uh Brooks and now she's like going after Lisa I don't know this feels a little bit too moral for me <laughs> I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it like she's pissed the fuck off I just feel like we're not really calling into the fact that like Lisa called her out of her name in so many ways. She talks shit about Lisa. She talks shit about Lisa's pussy. She talks shit about her whole family. (laughs) Said her husband don't have a job. Basically called her kids losers. (laughs) And posers. And yeah, I mean, that's like pretty harsh. So I don't know. Maybe this is just like a bad thing. And maybe I should talk to a therapist about it. But like... I feel like Meredith, or Lisa crossed the line with Meredith and it doesn't surprise me. And I actually find entertainment in the fact that she's being petty. And I hope you guys uh, get on that plane with me too, because we're having a good time over here. Okay. And then Lisa has a conversation later with not baby gorgeous. What's his name? Fresh Wolf? Fresh Wolf. Anyway, um, out they're like shooting hoops and she was trying to talk to him about going to college and he's like, Oh, fudge college. And at first she has like a rather good conversation with him. A lot more grounded than I thought about how basically fresh wolf says that he doesn't want to go or he doesn't feel the need to go to college because he has a successful business. Right. And Lisa checks him and is basically like, yeah, but you only have that because of me and your dad and we worked really hard And you're frankly not in a position (laughs) at this point where you can call yourself so much of a success that uh, not going to college makes sense because we're still funding this, basically. Check your privilege, bro. And I really like that because I don't think I've heard somebody in that tax bracket have a conversation with their kid that way. With that being said, um, at one point... (laughs) Fresh Wolf says that colleges make, what did he say? Computers, not people or something like that. (laughs) And he has to turn away from the camera because he was laughing, you guys. He was laughing. So either he was trolling his mom or this was a scene that they decided to make up where like Lisa can like get the narrative back and be like, I'm a really great mom. And girl, we got to get Fresh Wolf into some acting classes Maybe we can get him into Tish or something because the laughing, an improv class. He could take an improv 101 class. You can't Jimmy Fallon this. I saw the laughter. I saw the laughter, Fresh Wolf. 
Okay, so then back at Whitney's house, she is deeply upset. It's just her and Justin. She tells Justin, I just got off the phone and we need to talk. So they go into the great room. She takes a whole roll of paper towels because she's going to cry. And she tells Justin that she just got off the phone with her brother, Will. Will has been doing, so she's been on her spiritual healer journey and there, well, not traditional therapy, but she's got that lady with the bangs who, by the way, I tried to look up and I could only find her Facebook and I'm going to keep that comment to myself. (laughs) I'm going to keep that comment to myself. I just didn't see anything about her professional life and we'll just keep it at that. Um, With that being said, so she's on her own journey. Will is doing EDMR, which is like past life, or not past life, but like regression. You can recall memories in that therapy, but it's basically kind of like a more aggressive form of therapy than talk therapy where you have this like licensed professional who really tries to get at the root of things and talk you out of not talk you out of your feelings but like reframe how you feel about a trauma so I think that's what Dorit was doing in the beginning of uh Beverly Hills where it's like we'll put you back in the moment and we'll reframe that so it's like not as traumatizing right so I'm trying to be like really um uh I don't want to come off like an asshole, okay? But I think everybody who watched that Teal Swan documentary was like, ooh, I don't know about this, girl. I don't know. Um, and I did mention this last week. So Will told Whitney that he, in his EDMR, was uh, recalled a memory in which Whitney was abused. And Whitney is obviously very upset by that. And she says that when she was doing sage scrubbing or what do they call it? Whatever, you know, burning sage around the house, um, with Megan that every time they would go into a bathroom, Megan would say, Oh, there's a lot of energy here. And Justin was like, Oh, did Will say something that confirmed that? And Whitney says, yes, here's my thing. Like, I'm definitely not taking away from any pain Whitney has. Like, if somebody told me that, I would be deeply upset. Deeply. I'm also not taking away from, like, Will or his therapist or anything like that. I just feel like it's... Potentially dangerous to tell somebody else about a memory that you remembered about them because... You know what I mean? You guys know what I mean? Like, it could just potentially be, like, irresponsible. And again, I'm not putting that on Will. Like, this is real for him. And it's real for Whitney. Clearly, she's deeply upset. I just want, like, to make sure that we're only upset about things that we know for sure happened. Otherwise, we're causing a lot of trauma and pain for things that aren't real. And that's just my concern. And that happened a lot in the Teal Swan documentary. And I just, you know, like, there's a lot of, well, they said in the documentary that there's a lot of proof that repressed memories aren't really a thing. They're not really real. They're a study show that that's not like an actual thing. So I don't know. I just, I feel for Whitney and I definitely feel for Will. Like, 
it's nothing to do with them. I just like, I obviously don't hope that that's what happened. I just like, it just, you know, you guys know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. I just like, uh, it just is potentially very irresponsible. All right, let's move on. The ladies go to Arizona um, Whitney and Lisa go a few hours ahead of the rest of the ladies. The house is like fine. Like it is very outdated and Whitney's right. It does look like Mary Cosby's foyer. And I love the nod to Mary Cosby. And I feel like that nod to Mary Cosby was a bit of an in if she wants to come back in the future. Like They had the whole graphics department do like the ghost of Mary in the kitchen just saying women. <laughs> And I loved it. I loved to see it. Um, I've heard that all the ladies have said that they actually really missed Mary this season. So I don't know. This might be Mary's to take back or not if she chooses so. And also, by the way, she... Um, <laughs> I forgot to post this. I forgot. But a couple weeks ago... Yeah, this must have been right before the season aired. Mary posted on... It's probably still on her Instagram. She posted it in her grid and in her stories uh you guys know that she had been caught up in a lawsuit that they never mentioned on the show uh over kidnapping harboring a minor in her home so apparently i guess her brother not brother son's girlfriend maybe was underage and or maybe this was just a friend of his basically she spent the night and then things spiraled out of control and they got charges for trying to harbor a minor against without the parents' permission or something. But the charges got dropped. And she posted something that was like, Amen. Basically, every everybody who came up against me has fallen. Jenny. Jen's caught up in her lawsuit. And, and still I rise. <laughs> here I am. My charges dropped. And you know what? Can we say... That Mary was wrong when she said, if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Like, two and oh. Can't deny that. Anyway, the house was, like, very well maintained for a home that was designed in, like, 2005 at the very latest. Like, it was outdated? Absolutely. But, like, was it clean and nice and seemingly okay? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Lisa was right. It was, like, great for a party house. Um, so Lisa and Whitney get into the hot tub and they have this conversation. Whitney starts to talk about her therapy, but then it seems like she kind of is like, I don't really want to get into it. I don't really want to talk about this stuff. It's too deep. Fortunately, Lisa was going to interrupt her anyway, it seems to talk about how her life was not traumatic, but it kind of was because she was raising her youngest siblings. Her parents were young parents and it was basically just babies having babies. And I don't know. Then she said that they were all close. So it's like, are you upset about that or not? I, <laughs> she seemed upset. I don't know. Um, then this turns into the stuff about Meredith and how she feels like maybe she liked Meredith more than Meredith liked her and their friendship and that she's apologized to Meredith four times now. And if she doesn't want to accept it, she doesn't want to accept it. She's not going to like step on glass to, to get anybody to be her friend. And then she also says, 
if Meredith wants to get rid of our friendship over a small thing, then, like, what did those 10 years mean? Like, the small thing is that you called her a whore on national television. <laughs> like, what's that clicking with Lisa? That is definitely a deal breaker. That is, yeah, we were friends for 10 years and then you called me a whore on national television for everybody to hear. So, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like we don't really have much of a friendship, Lisa. Like, what is she not understanding? Lisa has a really hard time, like, kissing the ring or whatever. Like, she doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and it's it's entertaining, but it's also, it makes me feel bad for her. Poor Heather has to keep chasing Lisa around, telling her, like, hey, girl, you're probably going to have to apologize a few more times if you really want Meredith to get over it. And Lisa's like, I totally hear you and I get it, but I've also done it and I'm not going to do it again. So Whitney and Heather sneak off to a bedroom to have a one-on-one conversation and basically gossip about what's going on. And this is where Whitney tells Heather about the uh, allegations about Lisa popping it for anybody who will benefit her. Heather is like, key key she is having a laugh a real lol over this she's like who who has she been doing who is she servicing the bartenders the vendors the bar owners the state liquor store vendors who uh like i said whitney tries to like very quickly sneak in the fact that she also heard the shit but it was meredith it was meredith who told me but like i also knew um and basically she asks Heather, when she should drop this bomb. And Heather's like, girl, you know you planned this trip for Jen to take her mind off the fact that she's probably going to clankety-clank within the next few months. So maybe we could just, like, put this on a shelf for a bit until we get back. (laughs) Not have a full-out war at the trip, if you don't mind. Um, So then all the ladies go, because Whitney planned this shaman session. And everybody goes except for Meredith. Meredith is getting her glam done. She's talking to Seth. And she says in a confessional (laughs) that she's actually experienced a shaman before and it was very powerful. So she doesn't want to open herself up to anything when really she feels like she should be protecting herself around Lisa. So then the ladies have to drink what appears to be pure cacao. Mm. And then they have to talk about basically like what they want to let go of and what they want to bring into their lives. And then they take a sip of that like very bitter, I'm sure, chocolate drink. And they do some breath work. Lisa has an emotional breakthrough, not about Meredith, but about her own childhood and the abandonment and how she was remembering this time where she had gone to the playground She's going on the slide and her dad said, one more and we're leaving. And so they were walking to leave, but Lisa made a quick U-turn back to the slides. And she says she went up like 20 or something times. And then when she went back, she couldn't find her parents. And she was just like devastated by the fact that her parents would have not noticed that she had been gone for so long. Meredith arrives late and she does apologize. And she says, you know, I just feel like... I'm very triggered from last year. Last time we went on a trip together, all of you guys weaponized my father's death against me. And here we all are together again. And so, Lisa, 
whispers to Meredith, like, you know, I, I remember, I know that I was a safe space for you. And Meredith goes, and you're not anymore. She goes, no, I, that's what I meant. I was like, I was never mind. And then she just gets up. <laughs> she gets up and walks back to her bedroom, closes the door. And I'm like, girl, you better make sure that mic is off. Cause last time it didn't work out too well for you, girl, but Heather's able to wrangle her back. That shaman, that shaman, was she an actual producer just in like a, a maxi dress? Because she knew, she knew exactly what she was doing when she was like, you guys, um, I'm just sensing a lot of energy and, you know, maybe these are, you guys are probably pretty hungry. Maybe we could segue this into dinner so you guys can all talk about it there. Okay. Namaste. Bye. So they get to dinner and everybody sits down. Whitney tells everybody about the uh, abuse that she just found out about. Heather's reaction, I thought, was very odd. And I feel like they're like 15th cousins or something. Not that close. But it felt like, I don't know. Her reaction was just like, this happened to you? But not like... I'm shocked more like I'm not sure if I believe it. I don't know. I'm hoping I read that wrong. I'm sure I did, but it was an odd reaction. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Beverly Hills. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Why wasn't it printed if it was a play-by-play? Play? It hasn't been in any publications, has it? No, no I want to know how come if it was a play-by-play play no. and someone was there, how come it hasn't been printed? Has it been in the press? Where is this information? Have you read it in the press? I haven't. I haven't either. You guys are like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> 
All right, let's get into Beverly Hills. Listen, I love Garcelle down, which is why I can say, I, I see myself in her too, which is why I can say that um, the fact that she had this entire Birkin and Bubbles party as a vehicle for her to convince herself to buying a $14,000 Birkin. Listen, I'm not mad at you, girl. I'm not mad at you. I see right through it, but I'm not mad about it. I actually quite love it. You do you, girl. She even invites Patrick. Well, she doesn't invite. She employs Patrick, uh, the butler, Kathy's butler. Who's to say if he had to pay time and a half for potential hazard pay, if Erica was going to threaten Sutton again, who's to say? I don't know. But Kyle's also hosting a party. She is hosting a party because the estate of Princess Grace jewelry. I honestly don't know. She's having a party at her house. Okay. Um, where's where's that man? Where's that man that would sweat all over her backyard while Kyle yelled at him? What happened to him? Where? Why is he not party planning? Who is this lady with the crushes? Who's that? She, I mean, the place, listen, her backyard looks like Lisa Vanderpump. It looks like Pump. It looks like the back of Pump. Chandeliers everywhere. Flowers everywhere. I love it. I love that Kyle, like, obviously, uh, like, rips from Lisa Vanderpump. And it's just like, like, she makes it, she tries to convince people that this is an original decision. And we know it's not. You know, it's a little fun game that we play, us in the audience. So at this party... Kyle also has the opportunity to let the ladies wear some jewelry to walk around her backyard in. And she asked them to send in outfits, what they plan on wearing to the event. So she shows Rina's outfit. And I thought, oh, I know what that outfit is. Kim Kardashian wore it. I know she did. <laughs> it's a Balenciaga. This was, and I hate that I know this, but this was like one of her first outfits that she wore, um, you know, after her divorce from Kanye. So she was like going out on her own as a stylist. And I want to say that maybe he made fun of her for that outfit. Hold on. Let me check. Okay. I have to issue a correction. It was a different outfit, but let the record reflect that Kanye saw the outfit and then sent her a picture of Marge Simpson and told her that he looked, that that's what Kim looked like. So That'll be all the commentary I have about Kanye, because whatever the hell he did this week, I, I can't. I cannot. I can't. And I'm not going to. And I don't have to. So I'm not going to. Oh, that's freeing. That's really freeing. Anyway, um, Princess Grace party. Oh, Lisa's biting the Kardashians again. So it really begs the question of, you know, who's really obsessed with Kris Jenner and the Kardashians? Her or everybody else? And I think we know the answer to that. Um... Everybody goes over to Garcelle's because her party's first. And I don't know if Kyle knew what the theme of Garcelle's party was, but once she got her eyes, those beady eyes on her, uh, on those Birkins, that table of Birkins, she was like George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld where there's a fire at that kid's birthday party. <laughs> and he knocks over the kids left and right to get out of the way. So that he can get to the door first. That's what that's what Kyle looked like at those Birkins. Um, okay, we got I got like one more I'm obsessed with the Birkin joke for Kyle in me, and then we got to let that go. We got to retire it. I can't do it. We get it. You love the the very expensive purses. We got it. You guys know how? For those of you who listen to my sister wives recap, I've been talking about how 
once Christine let go of that like slimy narcissistic leech who hasn't changed her hair since the 90s she had a serious glow up and she looked much better and her hair was shinier and there was really just a pep to her step and her whole face looked refreshed and you know it was just like the inside happiness emanating outward and I won't say that it's uh, happening with Kyle in this episode with regard to Lisa Rinna, but I won't say that it isn't. I won't say that it isn't. Did you guys catch that very brief conversation between Joshua, who was Sutton's assistant, and Patrick? Was Joshua asked him if he has a husband. Patrick, do you have a husband? And Patrick says that he's a butterfly who jumps flower to flower, okay? And you start off with good sex, but he can also be a good friend too. And then he also said that he has the hands for massage. So, okay. Butterfly in the sky. Patrick can go twice as high. (laughs) Finally, Kyle is uh, catching on to everybody else with regard to the fact that Lisa Rinna is an absolute snake and not the uh, ring around Erica's finger anyway it was a bad one it wasn't good anyway um so (laughs) kyle's like she's saying i'm starting to feel really uncomfortable i was really starting to feel uncomfortable when lisa started to suggest that kathy needed help and then kyle says that she was just thinking like oh my god like can't we just let this go right kyle why did you not say this to lisa in the moment you know like When Kim said, I've been thinking about Kim saying, Kathy would have my back like a real sister. When she said that to Kyle. And this is a moment where Kim was right. Like, say it in the moment. Stand up for your sister in the moment. And say, like, hey, we don't really need to go down this road. Like, she apologized. I accepted it. That's it. Let it go, Lips. Like, what are we talking about? Like, why don't you put on a bucket hat about it if if you're so traumatized and shook, as we find out. Kyle's giving a very uh, exaggerated wink to the audience about how, um, listen, clearly Farah, her oldest daughter, got in her ear and was like, listen, it's not going to be like at Nikki's wedding when only two of us got to go. I don't want to have any RSVP drama with regard to my wedding. Everybody's invited. I want the Hilton wedding gift, mom. So don't fuck it up, please. So Kyle's basically saying like, I need to make peace with my family. This wedding's coming up. I don't want this to be a big thing. I just like, don't want to keep rehashing this. So I don't understand why Rinna does. She also makes mention more out of the Hilton Richards handbook that it's not just I'm in a fight with Kim or I'm in a fight with Kathy or whatever combination of whoever's fighting with who it's also, they withhold their children from each other. So she says that Paris and Nikki and Kyle are like sisters. And it's like, well, your aunt, aunt, aunt was good. And we can just stick to aunt, but they're like little sisters to her. And she just, it's not like losing one person. It's like losing, There's just a lot more to lose. Sutton reveals, and really this is 
half of her storyline this this uh episode is that she reveals that she was talking to a guy on bumble they were having a great conversation it was like 40 minutes and then all of a sudden the line went dead and when she texted the guy there was a green light meaning he blocked her and sutton thinks that he blocked her because he got caught by his wife or girlfriend and i hope so I hope so. I, my freshman year of college, lived with this chick who would do that all the time. Like, be dead. Like, we would be watching her in the middle of a conversation with somebody. And she'd just, like, hang up on them. Like, in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> oh, my God. What a memory. She would literally just hang out, like, her, on her boyfriend, friends, just, like, have, fully having a conversation no and like not fighting no indication that she just didn't want to talk to you just straight up hang up and just be like okay what are we doing we're like bitch what (laughs) oh college anyway even that was even though that was like 40 seconds of the 65 seconds that we saw of Sutton I think that was enough to keep her for another season I really do I really do so Garcelle I love this she fully knows that Lisa spoke to Kathy because Kyle just told her that they all had a conversation not 24 hours prior. She asked Lisa, have you spoken to Kathy recently? <laughs> Love it. Lisa says that she thinks like, yeah, they did talk. She thinks overall it was a good thing to have happen. So Lisa asked Kyle how she felt. And Kyle's like, well, I did feel better when Kathy apologized. And then Lisa asked Garcelle and Sutton how much they know since they weren't at the club or whatever. And Garcelle says that Kathy called her around 1250 that night. And Lisa is playing detective again. She's like, oh, that's just interesting because I got a text from her at like 1253. But I didn't get it until the next morning until because like I had gone to bed because I had locked myself in the bedroom. And Garcelle's like, you locked yourself in the bedroom? why and lisa's like well it was because i was shook that by the behavior that was going on the garcelle's like you felt scared enough to lock yourself in the room and lisa goes oh yes i did oh yes i did kyle says in a confessional that she wishes that lisa would let it go and she has a tendency to be kind of like a dog with a bone so the editors do a montage of lisa saying that she was shook two days before this party the day before and 20 seconds earlier <laughs> and then kyle says i just feel like Rena's more upset about the fact that she had to witness this than she is looking out for me and then lisa says some bullshit about how kyle has to live with this and she really thinks that kathy and kyle need to figure things out time out because i keep forgetting to mention this i happen to have bravo on the other day and they were playing what like two the episode where Kyle was setting up them going to Aspen and she was talking about how she's got a small house and she's got a house 10 minutes down. That's going to have the rest of the ladies. And Lisa says, well, I want to stay at your house, Kyle, because I need to be able to have a lock on my door. And Kathy says for me and Rina says, Oh no, never for you, Kathy. Interesting. That sounds like strategy because why would there not be a lock on every door? It's a house. Presumably, bedrooms have locks on them, right? 
Anyway, then Lisa says some bullshit about how Kyle, like, you're the one who has to live with this, like Kathy and your dynamic. And I just really think that you two need to figure some things out. So finally, Kyle gets a back to bone and she's like, I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable. Kathy apologized and I had to accept it. Lisa's like, you know, I get that. I totally get that. I'm just trying to be protective. And Kyle's like, I know, but put yourself in my shoes right now. And then Kyle gets up and everybody starts whispering at the same time. This is really hard for her. Yeah, yeah, it's hard for her. It's so hard for her. I get it. It's it's hard for her. I, I understand. So Lisa follows behind her and she's like, you know, I'm sorry. It's a really tricky situation. I just... I just want to make sure that Kathy gets the help that she needs. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Let's go back to April of 2015 of the Beverly Hills uh, reunion in which Kim tells everybody the text message that she had gotten from Lisa Rinna. Okay. Be careful. Be very careful or I'll fuck you up. You be nice to your sister. You believe her and stop telling lies in that order. Thanks. And then the following day, you need to get wise. Brandy's not telling you the truth. She's lying. I should have said that to you in that moment, but I didn't want another Amsterdam to happen where you smashed a, a glass and then threatened her. Yeah. Okay. Tried to choke her and it would have. I didn't want another Amsterdam to happen and it would have. Your behavior and the way you treat people is not okay. You're nasty and you need to be stopped now. <laughs> I will fuck you up. I will fuck you up. But Kathy's the one that needs help. Okay. Kyle doesn't say anything to Lisa's face again. But in a confessional, she says that she just feels like Kyle's or Lisa's just kind of taunting her at this point. She really wants to move on. And then Lisa tries to therapize with her again. Like, I, I think Kathy really needs help. And, you know, that's her journey. That's her journey. So everybody's then getting ready for Kyle's Princess Grace party. Dorit and PK are back. They're doing their Sunny and Cher shtick or whatever comedy duo routine. This time it's PK asking Dorit if he should wear a tie or a bow tie. And when Dorit says a bow tie, he says, but I don't have a bow tie. And then Dorit says, well, why did you offer that as an option? And he said, well, I didn't think that you would say bow tie. So, you know, a real who's on first situation. We get it. You're not getting a variety show, okay? You're not getting a spinoff. We're not getting... Like, it's going to be full Phoenix. And I don't even know if that's, like, adheres to child labor laws. That's all I want to see. So don't even... It's not happening, okay? It's not happening. Just like that $2 million Serena is not happening, you guys aren't getting a spinoff. Okay? So Erica and Renner drive there together. How convenient. And Lisa's telling Erica that her publicist has been calling her left and right all week. And the publications have all the details about Kathy and what happened in Aspen. But Kathy's been sending cease and desist left and right all over town, all over Tinseltown. Okay. They, both of them, cannot, they're like trying really hard not to laugh and smile this entire scene. The, all over Tinseltown apparently means like reality blurb. No, shout out to the like three authors of reality blurb and radar online. But like, let's be real. This wasn't in the LA times. This was on reality blurb again, shout out to you guys, but let's be real here. So the headline says Garcelle Buffet and Sutton tr 
Strack reportedly miss Erica's hair launch amid feud. Plus, did Kathy Hilton refuse to film? Did we not see a flashback to last week where Garcelle was filming the reel and that's why she couldn't go to pretty mess hair? Okay, so what? Lisa continues her routine about how everybody knows now and she's still shook from the situation. Ugh, I can't with them. I cannot. I can't. Lee, uh, Kyle gets fitted with a $3 million diamond necklace. You could practically hear the moisture coming through her panties. Diana opts to wear her own jewelry. And in the most disgusting eat the rich quote I've heard in quite some time, the producers ask her in a confessional, Diana, why did you choose not to wear the the jewelry? And she just waves her hands in front of the camera and goes, I'll just do this and you can count how many carrots are on my hands right now. Ugh. Yeah. Bling ring. Where do we, where's the bling ring when you need them? Ugh. Dorit asks Kyle where Kathy is and she's like, she's out of town. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm telling you, it's just, she was definitely out of town, okay? Um, then Kyle and Crystal have their own conversation for, like, once. <laughs> Kyle's really spreading the wealth because she's like, well, I can't fuck with Lisa and Erica anymore, so I guess I'll talk to you guys. But Kyle tells Crystal that things are being talked about with Kathy. It's going on over and over and over again, and it's not going to help the situation to keep talking about it. So Crystal says that this is like a situation that really needs to be handled between the two of them. Thank you, Crystal. And then Kyle mentions that details keep getting leaked. And it's like, even though everybody heard and saw everything, Erica and Lisa are the only two that are still the most upset about the whole situation. So then Crystal says, what's the question about what is the motive? And Kyle says, well, (laughs) it's not like everybody here is an angel. Like that's it you don't get to decide what apologies are acceptable and what needs to be like what needs to be done to be forgiven yeah kathy was an asshole but she apologized to me and if you guys cared about that you wouldn't keep talking about it me and my children are the ones who are going to be hurt in the end so then everybody sits down for dinner kyle and garcelle are sitting next to each other and so kyle leans over and asks if she'd spoken to kathy garcelle's like yeah i actually spoke to her today and i feel like kathy's pretty upset that people keep running with a story that doesn't make her look good. Then a confessional Garcelle says, I think Kathy's pissed. And I think, I don't know. I just feel like maybe Rinna shouldn't have made her apologize. I don't know what happened, but Rinna's really not letting it go. It may really hurt Kyle and Kathy's relationship. Is it worth it? I don't know. Only Rinna knows. So then Kyle tells Garcelle that Kathy apologized to her and to Lisa Garcelle's like, Talisa, for what? (laughs) So then Kyle says that Lisa and Erica are saying that it hurt them that Kathy was speaking about Kyle so bad. And Kyle's just like, I don't really want to cause problems between my friends and my sister. And Garcelle's like, it doesn't seem like your friends really care about you because if they did, they would let it go. So then the cameras pan over to Erica and Rinna who are sitting eating And they can obviously hear what's going on because Erica whispers to Lisa, oh, I can tell that these two are about to come for me. And Lisa's like, oh, yeah, no, I can tell, too. Um, Then Garcelle tells Kyle, like, honestly, I think whatever's going on here is to distract from Erica. Like, we're not talking about Erica anymore, are we? Now we're talking about Kathy. That's just my opinion. 
So Kyle kind of sits there and she, you tell she doesn't want to say anything. And she's like, yeah, I just, I kind of feel like I'm being watched right now, but I also feel like there's an opportunity that's being taken advantage of. The Garcelle says, yeah, they're running with it. Like Kyle tells Garcelle, like it's too much now. And it's going to be a situation where I can't recover from this. Then most of the ladies go over to these like heated lamps elsewhere in the backyard and Garcelle and Sutton talk first, just them two. And Garcelle says, I want to get down to why Kathy had to apologize to Rinna. And this is like brand new information to Sutton. She's like, are you serious? Like, Kathy apologized to Rinna? What for? (laughs) So then all the ladies sit down and Garcelle's like, I'm just feeling a little bit out of the loop about Aspen. So like, can you guys let me know what happened? Because I didn't go to the club. What were you so offended by, Lisa, that you needed an apology from Kathy? So Lisa says, I didn't really need an apology from her. I didn't need anything. So Garcelle says, okay, well, if Kathy apologized, we need to let it go. And Lisa says, well, who's not letting it go? Or are you saying that? Why are you saying we should let it go, Garcelle? Who are you talking to? (laughs) So Garcelle points at Erica and Lisa says, I guess I'm talking to you too. So Lisa immediately gets offended or defensive and asks Garcelle, why do you have such an attitude? Cause I'm, I'm sensing a bit of an attitude here. Now Garcelle has not said anything. She's not raised her voice. She simply asked a fair question and we're getting hit back with the, why are you being so defensive? What? Why are you having an attitude? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. No attitude detected. Lisa. Then Rinna has the audacity to ask in a confessional, why does Garcelle need to get involved when she wasn't in any of it? Like, the same could be asked of you, girl. Didn't you say that you and Garcelle fared the best? So what is it that you're so upset about? Like, what is it that you can't let go of that Kathy and Kyle have let it go? So why haven't you? Why haven't you? The Garcelle straight up says, we're not talking about Erica anymore. We're talking about Kathy. And then she says in a confessional that Erica has said some awful things in the past. And she feels like they're going for Kathy. So then Erica tells the ladies that people in the group have been really hard on her. She's taken it. She's owned it. And so now Kathy has to own her shit too. 
Then Lisa says that it's not my fault. It's not Erica's fault. It's Kathy's behavior. And that's that. So Garcelle asks Kyle, would you prefer that nothing else come up at all? And Kyle's like, I don't want my family to get ruined. I want them to be at my daughter's wedding. That's all I want. And we have to let it go. Lisa says, you can't just sweep it under the carpet. You can't. Garcelle says, actually, she can. If that's what Kyle wants to do, she absolutely can. Well, then Lisa claims that she couldn't have taken it to her grave. She could not have held on to the secret because she would get sick and get cancer if she didn't express it. Like, for real, Lisa says, Kathy's saying things that could ruin people's lives forever, and I've just done everything to protect her. I could get sick, you guys. I could get cancer and die. Do you want me to die from keeping a Kathy Hilton's secret? I will die right now. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Between the blessings and prayers and the predetermined cancer that she's going to be dying from, like, what are you talking about? Then Lisa's like, you know what? I'm going to kick this drama up to 11. And she points around all the ladies in the circle to ask if they know what happened back at the house. Kyle, do you know? Garcelle? Sutton? Sutton goes, you've given zero details. So no, I don't. (laughs) Lisa claims that she, again, was being really protective of the situation. And then Erica says in a confessional, she doesn't know what happened in that house. Only Lisa does. And she hopes that she tells it. Oh my God. Eric, then somebody says something about like, you know, this is Kyle's family and Erica goes, well, hold on a second because for a year and a half, I've been pummeled. And Kyle interrupts her and goes, so that's why you want Kathy to be called out? And Erica goes, yeah, it is actually. Mm -hmm. She's had bad behavior in front of all of us in a public place. And so there's a consequence to that. So Kyle looks at Erica and goes, but you're only punishing me when you do that. And Lisa and Erica are like, oh, no, Kathy's the one that's punishing you, Kyle. Kathy's the one that's punishing you. Doreen whispers into Kyle's ear, you shouldn't have done this. <laughs> and so they both get up and the ladies start to get up to leave, right? So Kyle and Dorit go off to themselves and Kyle says, Dorit, don't you think it's weird that all of this stuff is being let, you know, told to the press? And she goes, yeah, I, I do think it's weird. Like, do you think it's anybody in this room? And Kyle says, oh, 100%. <laughs> and Dorit goes, oh, shit. So Kyle says in a confessional that she heard from a very reliable source that there were leaks that never made it to the publication. And Jill says that, like, Kathy found out about some stuff. Lawyers got involved. Things got taken out of the press. And, Yeah. But she heard from this very reliable source that the leak came from within the camp, sin within the camp, and it was in the group. So Kyle says, Dorit, somebody wants Kathy to look so bad that so that she doesn't look as bad. And Dorit goes, oh, Erica. She didn't say that, but I will. <laughs> so Erica and Lisa leave. They get up to leave, rather. And so everybody, including the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, gather around to hear Kyle's tale. But Kyle tells... She says that Kathy found out that more things were about to be leaked. She got the lawyers involved. She squashed the stories. And so Dorit asks Kyle if she's going to say anything. 
And Sutton's like, oh, for the love of God, do I have to do this? So she catches, she catches Erica and Rena on their way out. And she goes, listen, point blank. Did either of you guys leak, leak that information to the press? Kyle needs to know. So they both say no. They walk back into the parlor and Sutton asks him again, did you guys leak that information to the press about Kathy? So Erica says, I don't know how to do that. Erica, ma'am, you have been a self-published pop diva, something. You've been in Chicago. You've been on this show for how many years? You don't know how it works. You've got a lawyer for a husband and you don't know how to get something in a magazine. Like, girl, we got to stop playing this game. Okay. Like I want no housewife to ever say that again, that you guys, that you don't know how to put something in the, in the tabloids. Yes, the fuck you do. (laughs) Especially you Beverly Hills bitches. Like, come on, come on. You have a publicist, Erica. That is their job. (laughs) That is their job to get mentions of you in the press. What are you talking about? Even Kyle, part of the Halloween franchise, said later that she doesn't even have a publicist. And she tells Lisa, I don't have a publicist, but I'm also not getting a bunch of calls this week. Like, that shit doesn't add up. You guys are having all this stuff happen and people are coming to you left and right. That's not happening to me. Don't you think that's weird? Erica brings up a point that her publicist is the same as Nikki Hilton, Rothschild. And so basically it would be working against their own interest to put negative shit about Kathy in the press on Erica's behalf. So then Erica throws it back at Kyle and is like, how convenient of you to accuse my press, my publicist of this. Your sister made an ass out of herself in public and everybody saw it. And I just think it's really disappointing to see you try to flip this black back on me. Let's be honest. She's afraid of Kathy. She's afraid of what she would do to her okay okay fine erica so (sighs) erica's saying that even now she doesn't know what happened in the in the house with renna and kathy like even now you still don't know okay then lisa says if we open our mouths and people are listening and watching everything like who knows who knows what can get back to the press? And Kyle goes, yeah, but those stories that were coming up to given to the tabloids were from Erica's hair party a couple days ago. Because there were things that were coming out that were actually going on at that event. And so Erica's like, oh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And Kyle's like, okay, well, there were also texts sent that were a play-by-play of what happened. And they were talking about Kathy. And Erica and Lisa go, well, those haven't been printed in the press. So (laughs) did you see it, girl? I haven't read it. I haven't read it. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it. I don't know. (laughs) So everybody's looking at them like, okay, like, are we doing a comedy routine here? Like, what's happening? Like, I didn't do it. You did. Like, hot potatoing it back and forth. It is laughable loser behavior. LLB. LLB. So Kyle says in a confessional that there are a lot of reasons why a story might be squashed in the press. It could be that they find out that it's not true, that there's not enough evidence, that maybe somebody had motivation to write something negative. And then a headline pops up that says Lisa Rennick's 
Lisa Rinna's cryptic Instagram posts are about Kathy Hilton. Quote, source. And Kathy says that the ladies, like, really seem motivated to make Kathy look bad. And I'm telling you guys, it only hurts me. So Lisa says in a confessional that basically... <laughs> What Kyle's doing is bullshit. And to go to this extent to cover for her sister is unfucking believable It's called family, Rena. <laughs> it's called having a family. <sighs> She's exhausting. Exhausting, exhausting woman. Garcelle tries to catch Lisa and Erica by being like, don't you think it's weird that, like, she would accuse your publicist and you wouldn't even question that, Lisa? Don't you think that's weird? And Lisa's like, no, I don't think that's weird at all. I don't think it's weird. Anybody could do that. There's a lot of people here and anybody could talk. It's Tinseltown, baby. Tinseltown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then Garcelle says, don't you think that there was a part of you guys that was kind of like, well, Kathy was an asshole, so let's make sure everybody knows about this. And then Erica says, She's just having a hard time with this conversation because for two years, her ass has been chewed apart by everybody every fucking day. And, you know, the things about things that she didn't do. Right. But her behavior is up for discussion. So then Kyle says, well, if this is all about how much it hurt you to see Kathy treat me this way, then why is it all over the news? So Erica says in a confessional that she has nothing to gain by talking shit about somebody to take the spotlight off of herself. And, you know, if this is about getting out of a lawsuit, it's not going to matter to the people who are suing her. Like Kathy Hilton does not factor into their lives. Nobody thinks you're trying to get out of a lawsuit. I think <sighs> I don't care about Erica. <laughs> in this moment, where are we? 3.50 Eastern Time, October 6, 2022. I don't care about Erica. I've hit my limit. I really have. I have, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, my God. Lisa claims that they don't need to take Kathy Hilton down because she'll take herself down. And when Kyle brings up taking the heat off of Erica, Erica's like, well, Kathy's not famous enough to take the heat off of me. And Kyle just smiles like... All that Botox and filler broke right through. That was a hard smile. That was a hard Hollywood smile. So Kyle says in a confessional, listen, it's not a competition of who's more famous, but if you want to play that game, I feel like Kathy's last name trumps Girardi. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lisa tries to act like, oh, you know, we were leaving and now all this stuff is being brought up about Kathy and it's not in a good light. So, yeah, Dorit's like, we gotta go. They get up. Kyle pretends like she needs to get that jewelry back immediately. And she's, like, in a side room, right? So then Erica and Lisa leave. The side room is literally right off the front door, right? So they're talking. They're walking down the foyer hallway. And Lisa says to Erica, um, well... If it's not out now, it's going to be out. And she, like, kind of laughs. And so Kyle hears them and goes, well, can we not let it be out? Because I keep getting emails saying that that's what keeps trying to happen. So Erica says, I'm absolutely not saying a thing. Kyle says, well, it keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you. So Erica goes, okay. 
give me whatever you have. Like you said that this came out from my publicist. So give me whatever evidence you have. And then they just walk out and leave. This is not the behavior of people who are innocent. Like if you're telling me that you heard somebody in my camp was leaking stories about you and I'm your friend and it's about your sister and all of that. And you say, Hey, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't know what, what happened between Lisa and Kathy in that house. Wouldn't you be embarrassed and be like, Oh my God. Like you wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, just give me whatever. Email it to me. You know, be like, uh, do you have it? I want to see it right now. Cause I'm about to make some phone calls and fire some people, you know, like it, it was the neutrality towards this whole situation. Like if somebody who is on your payroll is damaging somebody that you call a friend, I feel like there would be a lot more urgency to that situation than what we saw Lisa, Erica do, but she was just like very calm and cool. Pfft, strange to me. So Kyle says in a confessional that she just doesn't know what to do now and she's being forced to choose between them and her sister and she's going to have to go by blood. Which I thought was interesting because she basically said the diametrical opposite to Kathy last week of like, I need to cut people off uh, if it doesn't serve me, even if it's my family. So you also sat next to Rena and said that she was basically the same equivalent of a sister that you were. But... Okay, if you want to go by blood now, I mean, better late, better late than never, I guess. So Garcelle tells the rest of the ladies that basically if she was accused of having her people do something like that, just like I said, she would at least question it. And Doree says something about how now things are being separated into groups and how you have to stand on an island by your own. I don't know what that was, Doree. She tried. It didn't work. It did not work. <laughs> that was it. That was it for the season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um... They did their standard housewives what they're up to since the off season. And the only thing that I found interesting was that Kathy and Kyle have only spoken a handful of times since Aspen. And that at this point, Kyle doesn't know if Kathy's going to Farrah's wedding. So not great. Not great. so glad to be free of them free free freedom freedom okay all right bye guys love you so much thank you so much for listening thank me for speaking bye